This episode of Weekly Weird News is sponsored by HelloFresh and by Honey. Folks, it's September in an election year, and as much as a few of you really wish we would just stick to video games, wow, a subject that we have never really focused on ever to begin with, uh, politics is its sort of at the forefront of most news currently, Yeah, and a lot of it is very funny and or dumb and or weird. It's also horribly depressing, but... You know, what choice do we have but to laugh or at least try? Yes. Uh, also, we got quite a few comments in our last video, uh, the one about President Trump and how he hates the troops, saying that uh, you missed when we weren't so biased, which is weird because, yeah. uh, buddy, we've been biased this whole time. Uh, specifically anti-Trump since well before this channel existed. Yeah, this channel is what, like two years old? Yeah, something like that. We've been dogging on that guy since, like, 2015. And he deserves to be dogged on for many years before that, before yeah, he, he was even president. He he's sucks. A bad he person. Sucks. Yeah, he's a shithead. Anyways, uh, remember Sarah Huckabee Sanders? I know you're going to have to dig back a little bit, uh, but she was Trump's White House press secretary after Sean Spicer, but before Kaylee McEnany. Yeah. Uh, real smoke show. Mm-hmm. Fun fact, there was another press secretary between Sarah and Kaylee named Stephanie Grisham, but she didn't really exist. She uh, didn't hold a single press conference the entire no, time she no. had her job. 281 days she held that job, and, uh, well, you'd be forgiven if you forgot yeah. that she even existed. Yeah. Anyways, uh, there's been a lot of job turnover during the last four years of the Trump White House, and Trump's exes fall into two categories. People who had bad experiences and are now critics of the president, and people who had great experiences and continue to support our commander-in-chief. Every one of them has a book deal, though. Mm-hmm. Sarah Huckabee Sanders falls into the second category of people, and her book, Speaking for Myself, comes out next week. Now, we, we should... It, it is important to know that her dad is Mike Huckabee. Yeah. The stand-up comedian, Mike Huckabee. The funniest man in politics. Yes. Yeah. And, you know, we, while we have, we have zero interest at all in reading this book, but thankfully, other people have gone ahead and read it, uh, and, and I say thankfully because now we know that during one of Trump's visits with Kim Jong-un, Kim winked at Sarah Huckabee Sanders, and Trump suggested that she take one for the team. Mm. In other words, Sarah, we need you to fuck Kim Jong-un. <laughs> Do it for your country. He really likes you. Uh, from The Guardian, of the incident with Kim, whom Trump courted assiduously in the first two years of his presidency, Sanders describes a session at the Singapore talks in which the dictator reluctantly accepted a tic-tac from Trump, who dramatically blew into the air to reassure Kim it was just a breath mint and not a capsule of okay, poison. Okay, so this is a hilarious little detail. Funniest imagery ever is like Trump offering him something and going, no, it's just a breath mint. Ooh, you, smell, it. you smell, it smells like okay. mint. Ooh. <laughs> it, would be, it would be hilarious if that's how we got him, though. Yeah. Like, Mr. President, we need you to give Kim Jong-un this breath mint mm-hmm. to kill him. Yes, exactly. But now, now that you know that Kim needs to have the breath mints tested, you get some poison on it and then do the blow. Yeah. Ooh. I just love the idea of Trump giving him a sample in the mm-hmm. air of the smell. So you just, bre- they can't add, mint. you can't add mint flavoring to poison. Everyone knows that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it continues. The two men also talked about sports, including women's soccer. Then Sanders writes, she looked up, quote, to notice Kim staring at me. We made direct eye contact, and Kim nodded and appeared to wink at me. I was stunned. I quickly looked down and continued taking notes. All I could think was, what just happened? Surely Kim Jong-un did not just mark me. (laughs) Later, in the presidential beast limousine on the way to the airport, Sanders relayed the incident to Trump and his then-chief of staff, John Kelly. Quote, Kim Jong-un hit on you, Trump said. He did. He fucking hit on you. (laughs) 
Sanders, a devout Christian who discusses her faith throughout her book, does not spell out the presidential expletive, but she does write that she told Trump that was not what she meant and said, sir, please stop. Kelly backed up the president and Trump joked, well, Sarah, that settles it. You're going to North Korea and taking one for the team. Your husband and kids will miss you, but you'll be a hero to your country. So this is fucking hilarious. This because is so goddamn funny. In my mind, it's like, uh, you know, uh, Kim Jong-un sitting there going, Mr. President, I don't know how you guys get any work done there at the White House when who you is, have this smoke show right here. Who is here. this beautiful woman <laughs> this, you have here? <laughs> this exquisite specimen. Mm. How do you guys get any work mm. done? Ah, oh, man. He's like bumping her leg under the table. Yeah. You know I like him thick. Damn. Yeah. Damn. And I guess Sarah kind of looks like she's winking at you all the time. Yeah, maybe he was just making fun of her. <laughs> hey, there's <laughs> something wrong with your eyes. <laughs> now, I like to believe that he really Are all of your women in America this beautiful? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so from the sounds of it, and based on the fact that U.S.-North Korean relations still aren't particularly great... Sarah Huckabee Sanders did not, in fact, end up having sex with Kim Jong-un, which is a shame. Yeah, she really let down the United States. Yeah, if if we can trace back uh, the the attitude change between Kim Jong-un and President Trump, yeah. at any point in time, it has to be because he didn't get a little taste he of Sarah Huckabee thing. Sanders. One thing, Trump couldn't give it to him. Yeah. Now that is a corn-fed woman, Mr. Trump. <laughs> I, gotta, <laughs> I can't believe you oh brought me this God. wonderful gift. Also, it is pretty clear that Trump was joking around here and not seriously suggesting that his press secretary bang a foreign dictator unless he was. I, yeah, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to assume he was joking around in that crass way that he does. Does he joke, though? I mean, I guess he does, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It's one of those things where it's like depending on her reaction, it was a joke or not. Yeah, just kidding. <laughs> unless you really want to do it. Unless... Really, really do a solid with that. <laughs> Come on, Sarah. Yeah. Come on, Sarah. But yeah, it's obviously still a highly inappropriate thing to say to a female employee. So it, <laughs> it's kind of incomprehensible why Sarah Sanders would include this story in a book about how great the president is that's releasing right before an election when his approval numbers among women are extremely low. Yeah, it's an odd choice. The president nearly pimped me out, but I enjoyed every second of it. I mean... It's just nice to feel wanted. Yeah, this woman's judgment of, like, behavior... Probably a bit skewed. I mm -hmm. mean, her brother murdered some dogs as a teenager. Yeah. Her uh, dad looks like Gomer Pyle, but half as funny. Yeah. So, I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe to her, this was the funniest. Uh, gosh. This is a highlight of her life. Mr. Trump, you are so funny. Yeah. Like, this is some good old-fashioned Christian comedy. Mm -hmm. Selling your selling your, <laughs> yeah. your female employee. Yeah, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Like a dowry. Yeah. <laughs> also... It's just very funny to picture Kim Jong-un hitting on Sarah Sanders. Like, it's an objectively funny scene. Yes. It's a scene that we would give 10 years of our lives to be able to see with our own eyes. And I would have... Listen, I can't wait. You know, there's going to be 50,000 movies about this whole administration. In one of them, this scene has to exist. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's just red in the face the whole time. Just, oh my, how am I... How are we going to conduct any business at all today with... With that beautiful woman sitting at the end mm. of the table. Uh, get her out of here, please. I can't even concentrate. With a, Yes, I will take that breath, man, as a matter of fact. Oh, <laughs> Bring me my wheelchair. Oh, is it because of the gout? No, it's because of my erection. Yeah, uh, no That's wonder he's had woman. so many heart attacks in the years since. He's been jacking it yeah. to Sarah. He's been edging for, the whole time. For three years now. Mm -hmm. Anyways, this also, it, it raises a big question. 
I mean, this whole time that Kim Jong-un has been acting out and being all aggressive to his neighboring countries and the United States, has the solution been right in front of us this whole time? Beautiful women from America? Yeah, I mean, North Korea is one of the most racially homogenous countries on Earth. So does Kim just want a white girlfriend in some sort of reverse yellow fever situation? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, he, does, he literally does not have access to white women. He likes our athletes. He does. And that's another thing. Like, And he loves our women. Like, Dennis Rodman, it's like, obviously great, uh, you know, basketball legend, but also one of the only black people who's been in North Korea's borders yeah. in a very long time. You know what would solve uh, all the world's problems? Bringing just the gnarliest dictators over to that two-story strip club in Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> just done. Solved in one night. Pretty cool, huh? And it's a business expense. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean... Like, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, she wasn't into the idea Mm. of banging Kit. Maybe she was. We don't know if she was or she wasn't. This book's an alibi. Yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, look, there's got to be at least one white American woman willing to actually take one for the team. Mm -hmm. I mean, think about it. You'd probably be treated really well. You'd you'd basically be a princess. All the food you can eat. And we already know that Kim's standards are not very high. I mean, even if you're a USA 5, you're at least a North Korea 8. So... (laughs) Are you a bad enough bitch to save U.S.-North <laughs> Korea relations? I hope someone is. I hope someone is. You would be, they would make stat. they would knock over Confederate statues and put up a statue of you. <sighs> this woman from, where do you call it? Nebraska? She was fine, but she's no Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yes. Yes. <sighs> he just like, he's sitting on the edge of his bed with his feet up in the air, just mm-hmm. looking at a picture of her. Yeah. Watching all those old press briefings. So that's probably the thing, too. This new it's like, Kaylee woman, she's skinny like a ugh, skeleton. Ugh, ugh. It's disgusting. Like, it's, she looks like she's been living through a famine. Uh-huh. Hair, white like a ghost. Ugh. Uh, you know, it probably, like, through the intelligence programs in North Korea, like, he probably had to watch a lot of press briefings before meeting with the president for the first mm-hmm. time. He probably fell in love with Sarah Huckabee Sanders before he even met her. Just <laughs> like the, the picturing the movie scene where, like, he's in the briefing room and... The first time he sees her in one of the clips, and it's just slow motion. Bwom, bwom, yeah. bwom, bwom. Who is this I've been woman? For her. Excuse me. Who is this beautiful woman? He's definitely cranked one out, or, out, out or, to her. It's like it's got to happen. Yeah, it's probably why he had that health scare. <laughs> cranked it out too hard. Will you accept my ICBM, Sarah? But let's move on. Uh, like we already said, we're we're pretty biased and we don't really hide it. No. Fuck Donald Trump. But also, because we really dislike the president, it doesn't really mean we love Joe Biden. No, not at all. Or the Democratic Party nope, for that much. Nope. Turns out people can be bad on both sides. And typically, they are. To different degrees. Yes, but of course. Yeah. Yeah, there's... <laughs> this story has a lot of unfair whataboutisms being thrown back and forth. Yeah. But it's still dumb. Yeah. It is still dumb. It's very dumb that Nancy Pelosi went and got a fucking illegal haircut. So stupid. It's so, so stupid. I mean, it, yes, it's small potatoes compared to other problems that we have with her, but it exists now. Yeah. The problems that we've had in the past, like uh, the fact that she's literally gatekeeping progress from happening within the party, <laughs> that she's a million years old, she should probably retire. She's uh, completely out of touch. But the hair salon thing is still very hugely hypocritical. Yeah. And we're not going to waste anyone's time defending it with whataboutisms like every rich liberal decided to do this week. Even, like, my Twitter timeline. I was just, guys, do you really want to fight this fight and use and, and argue against people online defending Nancy Pelosi for getting a haircut when you can't? Yeah, just because Donald Trump sucks doesn't mean you have to automatically uh, 
love Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, it's in the in the like the whataboutisms I saw too. It was like Nancy Pelosi kind of spit in everyone in the California's face by getting a haircut yeah. indoors illegally. And you're like, oh well, but you know, Trump colluded with the. If you're, if you believe that story, sorry, there's a lot of people out here that are going to yell at us for even bringing this up. But uh, say anything bad that Trump has ever done, mm-hmm. the worst thing. Who like, cares? Oh, but oh, you're going to harp on Nancy Pelosi when Trump is over here doing all this stuff. I'm going to do both those things. Yeah, I can do both. <laughs> I can do both. It's a fucking dumb move. What a yeah. stupid idiot. It's very stupid. Yes, it's stupid as hell. Mm-hmm. Anyways, enough about Nancy. Let's talk about Joe and Kamala. Well, actually, actually, before we talk about Joe and Kamala, let's rewind back to a simpler time, because mm-hmm. you might not remember this. 2016, Hillary Clinton was the Democratic Party presidential nominee, and Pokemon Go was the most popular game in America. I don't know who created Pokemon Go, but I'm trying to figure out how we get them to have Pokemon go to the polls. So yes, four years ago, Pokemon Go to the polls, it, it might it, it might seem like a fever dream at this point. Yes. Or just like something you saw in a meme. That didn't really happen, did it? Yeah, it fucking happened. Yeah. I kind of forgot it was real. I, I thought, thought it was the, the Mike Diva thing. No. No. She literally said that. Wow. Anyway, fast forward to 2020. And this year's cutesy video game that's popular with everyone from little kids to emotionally stunted adults is Animal Crossing New Horizons. It's this year's Pokemon Go. And the Biden campaign has decided to do a little bit of cringe of their own this time. Official Biden-Harris yard signs in Animal Crossing. Everything they do to try to get new voters seems like the wrong move. Yeah. Yeah. Here's... Legalize weed. Say yeah. you're going to legalize weed. Jesus Christ. Yeah, just say like that. 75% of the fucking country is like, yeah, no, that'd be a good idea. Why is weed illegal? Yeah. No, and, and they still can't do it. I don't get it. Like the Medicare for all thing, they should absolutely get behind that. But yes. I, I actually understand the reasons why they don't because they're in the pocket of the insurance companies. But like legalizing weed, there's no fucking reason you can't just... At least say you're going to do it. And you would motivate a very uh, unmotivated voter base. College students. Yes. Yeah. But anyways, here's an official photo of the campaign release showing cutesy Animal Crossing avatars of Biden and Harris standing in front of the yard signs. The campaign's director of digital partnerships said in a statement, Animal Crossing is a dynamic, diverse, and powerful platform that brings communities together from across the world. It is an exciting new opportunity for our campaign to engage and connect Biden-Harris supporters as they build and decorate their islands. Since today marks the start of fall in the game and the leaves start to change color, we are introducing a staple for the season. Team Joe yard signs. Uh, Yeah. I know we often make the whole, like, we make fun of the whole keep politics out of video game stance. Because it's stupid most yeah. of the time. But in this one instance, kind of got to agree. Just wild that it's Animal Crossing. Yeah, like Animal Crossing. Animal Crossing specifically, because it's basically a video game coping mechanism. It's a, it's a literal safe space for people whose actual lives have totally sucked for the last six months. Everything's gone to shit. Probably losing your job. You're stuck at home. At least There's I'm cool in my Animal Crossing Nothing world. good is happening, yeah. but at least I have my Animal Crossing island. Mm-hmm. And now they're putting politics in Animal Crossing, yeah. the last safe place. And look, to be fair, while the Trump campaign hasn't officially added any items to the game, there's apparently tons of user-created MAGA stuff available in the game as well, which is also just weird. It's like, why? Why? Yeah. Anyway, as for why this is so especially dumb, uh, friend of the show Jordan Uhl summed it up best on Twitter with, I want to talk to the Trump supporter who sees a Biden yard sign in Animal Crossing and through only that changes their mind about who they're voting for. 
Yeah. It's just completely pointless. Yes. It is uh, very stupid. But, uh, you know, if this is what does it, it won't be. <laughs> Joe Biden wins by one vote. Sir, why Why did you go with Biden? Well, so here's the thing is uh, uh, AOC has actually gone in and visited her constituents' islands yeah. and hung out with them, yeah, well, which is actually engaging with your, with your voters. Because among many other things, AOC. Gamer. A, she's a girl gamer. She is a girl gamer. And not just Candy Crush. Yeah. She plays League of Legends. Yeah, but she's and, only uh, silver. <laughs> Whatever. I love that when she came out that there was just like so many fucking dudes being like, oh, that's not even good. You should dedicate your entire life to I'm like platinum. Yeah. I was yeah. like, well, she has like a fucking job. Like yeah. she, plays, she plays when she can. Yeah. On a computer that probably runs like shit. Yeah. <laughs> and we have these Hewlett Packards down at the, uh, down in Washington, D.C. that I loaded it up onto. Anyways. Yeah. All right. Listen, that's enough politics. Remember Rachel Dolezal? Oh, the, God. The white woman who put so much effort into pretending to actually be black that she ended up in charge of her local NAACP chapter before eventually being outed? No, of course you do. That shit was crazy. Yeah, that was wild. The whole situation, aside from being really weird, highlighted an issue that's always plagued black-white relations. Some white people just really want to be black. Like... Literally be black. Yeah. Which pisses off a lot of black people because no matter how much effort you put into looking black and sounding black and, I guess, seeming black, you you still didn't grow up black. And you're basically wearing other people's race and culture as a costume that you chose to or you can choose to discard at any time. Interested in African-American culture? Want to help black people? There's a million ways to do those things without getting a perm and putting on some bronzer. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, in most cases of what's known as black fishing, a term I love, even if the white person you know, darkens their skin a bit and starts using a black voice, they usually don't outright claim to be black. That's what set Rachel Dole's all apart. That's mm-hmm. what made it so wild. And now, five years later, we've got another Rachel Dole's all, and in some ways, it's even crazier this time. Mm-hmm. Jessica Krug, a professor of African-American history at George Washington University, voluntarily admitted in a Medium.com post last week that despite claiming for years to be a black woman from the Bronx, she's actually a white Jewish woman from Kansas City. And it's not clear what exactly spurred her to finally come clean, though there have been suggestions that she was about to be outed by someone else. Yeah, that's And that's probably why. Yeah. Just get out ahead of it. Yes. Um, But to her credit... And I'm only going to give a tiny amount of credit here, but yeah. to her credit, her post is extremely apologetic. Like, she doesn't really make all that many excuses. She very much owns up to how fucked up and weird it was to lie about her race for so long. Mm-hmm. That's kind of nice. It's something. You don't see good apologies yeah. all that often. Uh, here's her author bio in a book she published just last year. Jess Krug is an unrepentant and unreformed child of the hood. Ooh. <laughs> Uh, She may not actually be a child of the hood, but she certainly is repentant. Uh, She wrote on Medium, I am not a culture vulture. I am a culture leech. And I have built my life on a violent anti-black lie, and I have lied in every breath I have taken. And I should absolutely be canceled. No, I don't write in passive voice ever because I believe we must name power. So you should absolutely cancel me, and I absolutely cancel myself. So, okay, cool. So, yeah, this is all quite weird. Uh... (laughs) She even allegedly skipped her own mother's funeral because she didn't want to, you know, show up and then get caught pretending to be black. You know, her family sees her and they're like, hold on. Go. Yeah, because that's how Rachel Dole's all got out. And it was her parents who were like, hey, she's white. What are you? <laughs> so, yeah, she's trying. No, to... Rachel, all lives matter. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, this Jess Krug lady, she hasn't yet resigned from her job at George Washington University. She might have, you know, once you once you teach long enough, you do kind of have like protections for your job, which so the university is currently trying to figure out just like what the hell to even do about this. Her own history department has issued a statement strongly condemning her and asking her to resign, but she's still technically a professor of African American history. There you go. Um, it's all wild. The the lesson here. I think is best summed up by uh, this tweet by Twitter user at Let's Go AO. The thing I don't understand about Jessica Krug is that why can't white people just study African history or whatever? Just take the coursework, learn the things, get the degree. Why all of this? It is a bit strange, but yeah. uh, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't get it. But uh, I'm sure there's a reason. There's some kind of mental reason for it. I, I mean, she claims she's like, I had a bad childhood. Like, she blamed, like, mental health stuff. And mm-hmm. Rachel Dolezal made kind of, like, similar excuses. But, uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I don't know. And it also it also sounds like one of those, like, lies that just sort of snowballs out of control. Like, yeah, like the like guy. Steve ran Azizi. I was the, just going to say, and the, yeah, 9-11. Like, yeah. it starts with just an offhand comment. And then you just... You just got to keep, keep. Hey, Steve, uh, tell us the story about nine yeah. eleven again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds like it might have been something like that. Yeah. Like maybe, maybe the Jessica Krug lady, you know, because like she's she's white, but she she does look possibly ethnically ambiguous, maybe in the in the right light. <laughs> uh, and so, like maybe someone just assumed she was black or part black at one thing, and that spiraled out of control, and she. Didn't want to correct someone when they brought it up. And then maybe that's how it started. Mm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But it's, it's crazy just going like, it's, it sounds like it was like a decade of just being like, yeah, I'm black. She also like, <laughs> there's clips of her uh, calling into like city council meetings and shit. And uh, it's kind of weird that it took this long because like her Bronx accent is absolutely terrible. It is, it is, uh, mm, it is okay. appalling that anyone believed uh, that she was actually from the Bronx. It's me, Jenny from the Bronx. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. It's me on the phone. It's, Hello. it's weird. Uh, anyways, moving on now. You know we love few things more than clips of weirdos at local city council meetings. So please enjoy this clip from a recent meeting of the Lincoln City, Nebraska City Council meeting. My name is Andrew Christensen. Uh, I live at 1212 Twin Ridge Road. Lincoln has the opportunity to be a social leader in this country. We have been casually ignoring a problem that has gotten so out of control that our children are throwing around names and words without even understanding their true meaning and treating things as as though they're normal. I go into nice family restaurants and I see people throwing this name around and pretending as though everything is just fine. I'm talking about boneless chicken wings. I propose that we as a city remove the... Excuse me, I'm trying to... Yeah. Excuse me. Come on. I propose that we as a city remove the name boneless wings from our menus and from our hearts. These are our reasons why. Number one, nothing about boneless chicken wings actually come from the wing of a chicken. We would be disgusted if a butcher was mislabeling their cuts of meats, but then we go around and pretending as though the breast of the chicken is its wing. Number two, boneless chicken wings are just chicken tenders, which are already boneless. I don't go to order boneless tacos. I don't go and order boneless club sandwiches. I don't ask for boneless auto repair. It's just what's expected. And then number three, we need to raise our children better. Our children are raised being afraid of having bones 
attached to their meat. That's where meat comes from. It grows on bones. We need to teach them that the wing of a chicken is from a chicken and it's delicious. I propose that we rename boneless wings in the city of Lincoln. We can call them buffalo style chicken tenders. We can call them wet tenders. We can call them saucy nugs or trash. We can take these steps and show the country that where we stand and that we understand that we've been living a lie for far too long and we know it because we feel it in our bones. Thank you. There you go. You know, he's got a point. He does. Uh, you know, and it seems to have caught on online. I, I've been thinking this for a long time. Anytime they offer boneless and bone in, I'm like, why would I want ground up chicken breast? Like, if I want McNuggets, I'm going to go to McDonald's. I want some fucking wings. These aren't even chicken fingers. They're too short. Yeah. They are, they are chicken nuggets. I want that dark meat. Mm -hmm. I want to break the bones apart. Lick them clean. Yeah. I want that. Yeah. Hey, boneless hey, wings are a half measure. They're bullshit. Yes. Boneless wings, get them out. You better clean those bones too. When you when you have a bone in wing, yeah, I better oh, so, all bone on the table. Well, especially the the ones that have the the two bones. Mm -hmm. So many people, they're just like, um, oh, oh, all right, that's it. There is still meat on that bone, sir. You got you got to break that shit apart. The only excuse I'll ever give is like some places, and I only go to them once because I will never go back to some of these oh, places. The, the tiny, no, not, no, no, the, the tiny are fine. One. The ones where it's like you can tell that the chicken was just injected with growth. Yeah, the ones where the wings like, like that big. Yeah, and the meat's not as good. No, it's like it it's tasteless. Not as flavorful. Yeah. yeah. You gotta be like a good wing, it's like uh, like two and a half. There is a three inch. There's a standard natural size. You can't go above. Yeah. You can go below. You can't go above. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You gotta grab it like this, put it in the mouth, bite down, pull it out like Garfield. Yeah. Or, clean. Sorry, Heathcliff. Yeah, there you <laughs> Heathcliff, go. Heathcliff, like a fish, fish. bone. Mm-hmm. Anyways. What do you think about boneless wings? Now, before we get <laughs> before we get to the weirdest headlines of the week, this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. Mm -hmm. Get fresh, pre-measured ingredients and mouth-watering seasonal recipes delivered right to your door with HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. HelloFresh lets you skip those trips to the grocery store and makes home cooking easy, fun, and affordable. HelloFresh cuts out stressful meal planning and grocery store trips so you can enjoy cooking and get dinner on the table in about 30 minutes or even less. Break out of your recipe rut and try new things with so many delicious options to choose from each week. There's something for everyone, including low-calorie, vegetarian, kid-friendly recipes, and restaurants might be closed or limited where you live, but HelloFresh's gourmet recipes, like their balsamic fig sirloin, are over 60% cheaper than your average meal out. So you can enjoy a restaurant-quality dinner that you made yourself mm -hmm. for less. You uh, might even have some wings if you on one of those menus. I had a gourmet one last week. It was uh, scallops with risotto. Uh, and it was truffle, truffle flavor. Oh, baby. Very good. And then my most recent one, uh, a very unique take on a burger that I sort of enjoyed pretty well. Uh, it was a caprese burger. So it was, uh, you know, like fresh tomatoes and mozzarella in the burger and then okay. pesto as the sauce. Yeah, I could see that being good. Yeah, it was it was good. Yeah. I, I would have never tried if it wasn't for yeah. HelloFresh. So, yeah. Anyways, go to HelloFresh.com slash 80WeeklyWeird and use code 80WeeklyWeird to get a total of $80 off your first month, mm -hmm. including free shipping on your first box. Additional restrictions apply. Please visit HelloFresh.com for more details. Again, that is $80 off your first month by going to HelloFresh.com slash 80WeeklyWeird and using code 80WeeklyWeird. And this episode is also sponsored by Honey. These days, it feels like online shopping is the only shopping that we do. And that's where Honey comes in. It's the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and automatically tests them out when you're checking out in your 
little cart there. So Honey, it's basically your online shopping best friend. Now here's how it works. You get Honey on your computer for free in two clicks, and then when you're checking out on one of its over 30,000 supported sites, Honey pops up, and all you do is click Apply Coupons. You wait a few seconds as Honey searches for coupons for that site, and if Honey finds working codes, boom, it's applied to your cart. Elliot makes fun of me, but I bought a Disney. Uh, Mickey Mouse and Minnie Mouse uh, Halloween countdown calendar. Uh, it hasn't arrived yet, but many of you reached out online and asked me for the link, and people thought it was very cute. Well, I'm happy for everyone. And I got a discount on it, and I told them to use Honey when they get it. So I didn't pay full price. Congratulations. Thanks, Honey. Honey has found its over 17 million members over $2 billion in savings. Honey supports all kinds of retailers, from tech and gaming sites to fashion brands to even food delivery. It's simple. If you have a computer, Honey should be on it. It's free, and it works with whatever browser you use. Get Honey for free today at joinhoney.com weird. That's joinhoney.com weird so they know we sent you. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Honey, for supporting today's episode. Thanks, Honey. <laughs> what are you doing in there? Nothing, Honey. Uh, anyways, let's get on to the... Uh, wildest, weirdest headlines from around the globe from this week, starting with a doozy. Osama bin Laden's niece says only Trump can prevent another 9-11. And trust me, I would know. I'm Osama bin Laden's niece. They, they, so they changed the spelling of the name but kept the last name? Well, yeah. So the, Hello, my name is Adolf Hatler. That's the, no relation. The bin Laden family is a huge family originating in Saudi Arabia. Mm -hmm. And like, like, it's a massive family. Like, Osama bin Laden had like a hundred kids or some shit. And why and, not? Yeah, like, and yeah, they all have like multiple wives and stuff. So it's a giant family. She and lives in Switzerland or something, right? She does. I mean, they, they, the bin Laden family was billionaires before the terrorism stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, they all live in like fucking Geneva and like London, and they're all, they're just a bunch of like rich. Uh, Saudi oil barons. You can't even walk to your car without running into a bin Laden. Yeah. So this one, she's lived in Geneva forever. Mm -hmm. And uh, she, she's one of those, she's one of those, the, the weirdest people on the face of the earth are foreigners who've barely spent any time in America who are obsessed with Donald Trump and wear MAGA hats. Like, what's his and, name? Uh, the, uh, the, uh, the guy. Ian Miles Chung. Ian Miles <laughs> Chung. Never been to America. We've said it yeah. before. I've gotten in, like, I, I, I've seen a bunch of these types of people on, like, Twitter and stuff. Whether I just I can't understand it. It's extremely well, weird. They're watching a reality show that they don't have to live in. But it's like, why would you walk around in public in another country that you live in with a "Make America Great Again" hat? It's fucking weird. Uh -huh. Anyway, she's one of those people. Uh, she also loves QAnon. Shocking. Surprise. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah no. She, it seems like she's just one of those like she's a she's a failed daughter. Like she's never had to work at all in her life. Yeah, she she has the best life. She lives in fucking Switzerland and just gets she's to comment on things. Yeah, and yeah. so like this this is her identity. She did, she's not doing anything else. So she just became this person who's obsessed with American politics. Yeah, loves Donald Trump and believes in QAnon. I brought I, I saw this uh, headline on my stream and like brought it into the window and like chat was like, God damn it, why did she have to be hot? See, she's she's somewhat attractive. I, yeah, I, but I'm you not think she looks like Laura Loomer? She she looks she definitely looks better than Laura Loomer, but she Less has puffy. similar features. Yeah. And it's funny, in, in one of the articles I was reading, like she and Laura Loomer are apparently friends. Oh, of course they so, are. So which mm -hmm. is hilarious. Oh, it's just, uh, she's gonna have an inside track to the uh, to um, politics when Laura Loomer gets elected. But uh yeah, this also reminded me, uh he hasn't been seen like publicly in a long time, but one of one of Osama bin Laden's like fifty sons is this dude that looks exactly like Osama bin Laden, but he's a metalhead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like wearing fucking leather and like tatted up. It's Great. so funny. Yeah. So I don't know. It, this whole thing, it's like who fucking 
Who cares? Like, we need in, to give in, them like a, a Vanderpump show. I yeah, <laughs> Bin Laden rules. <laughs> but it's like I don't. This story like is so irrelevant. Like yeah, it she, doesn't matter. This woman has never met Osama Bin Laden. She's literally just a person, like very loosely related to the Bin Laden family. You know nine eleven. And I I don't understand that. why anyone like because like like if you are pro Trump, there's you you might think this makes you look good, but it doesn't. How could it? Because you're, you're basically saying Trump's got the Bin Laden endorsement. Uh, also, uh, going back to it, it is so weird that they only changed one letter in their last name. Like, no one's going to know. No, you have us confused with the Bin Ladens. We're the Bin Ladens. It's with an I instead of an E or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the, like Angli- or, uh, Romanization of uh, Arabic names is often mm-hmm. kind of It's uh, It's just so someone arbitrary. type it into Google. Like, yeah. oh, I guess she doesn't exist. Yeah. Uh, anyways, moving on. Trump encourages North Carolina residents to vote twice to test mail-in system. A felony. Yeah, this and he like doubled and tripled down on this. No, I really meant uh, it. Yeah, the whole thing. It's it's. He's just like he's like, look, they're trying to make you do vote by mail, but if you can still vote in person, you should vote by mail first and then go vote in person just in case. Just which test is it out. like like best case scenario. They get your ballot before you show up at the polling place and they, you know, it's listed on the voter rolls and they're like, no, you can't vote. You, we already got your ballot. Worst case scenario, you end up actually voting. Uh, and that is a felony. That's commit like voter a, fraud. Yeah, that is literally voter fraud. Yes. So uh, the guy who has been insisting the vote by mail encourages uh, and facilitates voter fraud uh, for forever. Now encouraging voter fraud. Very cool. Wow. Surprising. Yeah. <sighs> a Cleveland artist made Trump's face using more than 2,000 dildos. That's a lot of dildos. That's a lot of money. Are these donated? Uh, he got them for free. Apparently, they're all like... It doesn't say how he got them. But Use dildos. But they're all uh, casting molds mm-hmm. from some dildo factory. So mm-hmm. they're they're not rubber. They're like... Hard? Yeah, they're hard. Mm-hmm. But okay. uh, yeah, it's just 2,000 dildos. Is there, a Cle- or is there a dildo factory in Cleveland? I don't know. Must have been at some point. Well, I'd like to know more about this. The deindustrialization of this country. You know, back in my day, Cleveland made dildos. And then they moved those dildo jobs over to China. Yes. And down to Mexico. I miss the Made in America dildos. They haven't made a dildo in Cleveland in over 30 years. And look at this town. You can tell. 30% of tell. our workforce used to be in the dildonics. <laughs> yeah. Now you all we're known tell. for is the Rock and Roll Museum and the Christmas story. What do we have anymore? Nothing. Nothing. The population, it keeps going down. We're at half what we were in 1940. We're at half-mast. <laughs> <laughs> this place used to stand for something. Now it just limped over on its side. Pathetic. Unusable. <sighs> Wear a mask while having sex, Canada's top doctor suggests. A little late to suggest that. Yeah. It's also funny. It's like, wear a mask. It's like, oh, for coronavirus? No, I mean, just try it out. Try it it's out. It's kinky. It's kinky. Oh, you think Trust I- me. You think your 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 uh, roommate's too ugly to bank yeah. while you guys are trapped together? Put a mask on. Trust me, wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Even out, even with no virus, virus, wear a mask. I've I've said like uh, it's like you're fucking a stranger. Sex aside, I don't think I'll ever fly in an airplane again anytime in the future without wearing a mask. Uh, no, it's and it's funny. Like my dad became one of those people like four or five years ago. He He's started he started wearing like medical masks on planes. He yeah. like read some article about how like disgusting the air on planes was. Yeah, and I, I would go like, me and my brothers all made fun of him. We're yeah. like, you look ridiculous. Take that mask off. The, 
a, a couple times I did it, and then it just became like, I don't know, pot or whatever, and to just put it off. But like a decent amount of times after, if I go on a trip or something like that, first day or two, always sick. Oh, and that's probably no, I, why I get sick after every flight. Mm-hmm. And it's like I don't know if it's from germs or just because the air on planes is like low quality. That'll, it, it'll hold it fucks uh, yeah. up my sinuses. But Your like, own little humidifier right there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm I'm never flying again without a mask. They're make, I, I think it was LG is making a, oh, a yeah, wearable that, that, that uh, purifies and circulates. Yeah, the active the mask. Love that. that. Yeah, it's like, and it's like rubbery and it cools. Yeah. It looks really good. I think that's a great idea yeah. and I would love to have one. Mm-hmm. LG, if you're watching. I'd like to buy that mask. Hey, we're looking for sponsors all I the time. I want my life to be good, LG. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Next headline, Herman Cain's Twitter account tweets that COVID-19 isn't as deadly as once thought. And then promptly deleted it a few hours later. Herman Cain, for reference, died of coronavirus like three weeks ago, like very recently. Yeah. So they they changed the name on the Twitter account to like the Cain gang or something. Yeah. They're they're like Team Cain. Basically like, all right, all right, he's dead. Let's uh, let's hijack his Twitter account and like keep on posting. But uh, yeah, all the replies are like, sir, you are dead. (laughs) Sir, and we, you literally just died of coronavirus. The general response that I lived and saw was, listen, Herman Cain's Twitter account. We're all very tired right yeah. now. <laughs> the last thing we need is to be jerked around by this fucking nonsense. Yeah. You know what you're doing. Stop it. Mm-hmm. The last thing we need is to fuck around with you. Mm-hmm. You're dead. You died of coronavirus. We all know it. You know it. Whoever's running this is doing this on purpose. They have to be. Yes. Because otherwise, it's just the, the least self-aware thing you could possibly do on the Twitter account of a famous person who died of COVID-19. Yes. Not too deadly. I don't know what the big deal is. Not very deadly. Yeah, apparently. People who won't wear face masks are more likely to be sociopaths, say study. And, I mean, this is like, this is just something you can kind of just understand. The S you in know, USA stands study. for sociopaths. Well, it's like, I mean, like, socio... Well, first of all, just to be clear, in case any psych students... It's it's uh, antisocial personality disorder. APD is the actual term. Sociopath is uh, not an actual medical term, but like, yeah, all the basic like checklist for it is like it's like selfishness, uh, not wanting you know, not caring about other people, no empathy, yeah, not doing, not going out of your way to do things that benefit others, and yeah, uh, they is the study in Brazil where they. It was like a questionnaire about masks and a bunch of other stuff. <laughs> they're just like, yeah, there, there's pretty pretty strong correlation between like the people who answered uh, a bit like sociopaths and the people who uh, uh, think masks are stupid and uh, think social distancing is stupid. Yes. We breed them here, mm-hmm. these sociopaths. They, they cannot understand uh, doing something for someone else's benefit and uh, not getting anything in return. Sounds like the president. Anyways, moving on. Drone drops hundreds of bags of marijuana over Tel Aviv. The the least lethal drone strike the Middle East has seen in a long time. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's some well uh, lethal for anyone that gets a hold of it. And the cops marijuana is one hundred percent deadly. Yeah, no, uh, it is because we find you with it. Oh, Israel should legalize this. This is a group that wants to legalize it in Israel. Apparently, mm. they have medical marijuana, but uh, good. Yeah, just le- legalize it, in Israel. You all are way too fucking high strung. High strung. Yeah, like everyone in Israel, especially the IDF. I, I sound like a fucking college student, but just you know, smoke some weed. Just chill yeah. out for a second. Yeah, the cool thing about weed is like it, it helps you. You know, you, you see that the world, we're all connected. We're all in this together. It uh, makes you pretty empathetic. And it gives you a sense of empathy. Yes. Like, uh, you know, 
<laughs> Maybe I shouldn't shoot children in the head. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, moving on. Two pythons weighing 100 pounds collapse ceiling in Australia. <laughs> what else could happen this year? Crash. Oh, God, I would love to be in that room. That is, just, can you imagine? Yeah. Just, pff, two giant pythons. I would just be like, you know what? Just take me, Lord. You've given me enough signs. Yeah. We got the virus. We got the fires. The koalas are dead. Oh, not again. Ah, crikey. Also, the anniversary of Steve Irwin's death uh, earlier this week. Well, thanks for bringing that up. R.I.P. Steve. Well, our kids seem happy and well-adjusted. His kids. Yeah, his daughter is basically uh, carrying on his legacy. Mm -hmm. Very nice. Son, too. Yeah. Does the same alligator shows. Yeah. Looks the same. Crocodile. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Whatever. Master P launches his own food brand called Uncle P's to replace Aunt Jemima and Uncle Ben's. I think it's cool, but I also don't like the term Uncle P's. It sounds kind of gross. <laughs> but he's, uh, he's a, a savvy businessman. He sees an opportunity. Mm-hmm. He, 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 made, he raises a good point, too. He's like, when I was growing up, I just assumed these companies were black-owned. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, all right. Why well, else would they use the yeah. logos? It's like, I used to buy this shit all the time because I thought I was supporting black businesses. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, now that those are gone, there's a power vacuum in the, uh, you know, pancakes and syrup and rice uh, He's willing know, to sector. fill that gap. And Master P and his No Limit Army, they want to they wanna fill that gap. I think so it's great. Good for him. I think the, just it makes me feel sound like urine, I guess. Master P. Sounds like a, a combination of masturbation and P. Uncle P. Mm-hmm. Gross. Uncle P. But hey, good for him. I, I'm very happy. Yeah. For Goop team, smelling Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina was just another day at the office. It's like I a have toxic it, work environment. Because they made that candle yeah, that supposedly smells like Gwyneth's vagina. But it's just like birchwood or something? Yeah, I, I don't know. And there's no, they didn't, be, like, one of the Goop people, they're like, yeah, we, I mean, we would, uh, you know, smelling Gwyneth's vagina was just a normal part of the day. But they didn't elaborate on, like, what that means. Like Right out they, of the steamer. Yeah, like, what, in what... Was she swabbing it and passing it around, or was she just dropping no, trowel and they were sticking their nose up in I there? I guarantee you this is, like, one of those things where, like, uh, Gwyneth was like, yeah, here's what I my vagina smells like. Can you make a candle like that? And then she's like, yeah, that's what my vagina smells like. I don't know. Then she got her steamer out and put those smells in there and just steamed it up. Maybe she because she had that yoni egg in for, like, a week. There you Maybe go. she pulled it out, and she's like, there you go. And it just it just stunk up the office like microwaving fish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Didn't stink up the office. It was a, a delicious smell. That yeah, everyone loved. Yeah, and there's no shame in it. That's why they made a candle of it. Yeah, don't be ashamed, ladies. Workers have a right to take toilet breaks. Court, court rules. Well, great. This is Australian court, by the way. Mm-hmm. Like as bad as American labor laws are, could it, be worse. Yeah, over in Australia. It, but it was like it was one of those things. It was just like every business was letting employees take toilet breaks. It was just this one McDonald's was like being dicks about it. And the the McDonald's like they're like, oh yeah, well, the law says we don't have to. There's no law saying you get to to pee mm-hmm. while you're working. So it like, finally went to the courts in Australia, and they're like, okay, well yeah, people should, your workers should be allowed to pee while. Working. Before that, anyway, to chink the workers would be like, I'm gonna turn this Mickey D's into some Uncle P's. Yeah, Uncle P. Right into uh, the bag. What's their Burger King called? Hungry Jacks. Hungry Jacks. Now, apparently, like, the story of that is weird, too, because apparently Hungry Jacks uh, fought for decades to get recognized by the Burger King brand and be able to use Burger King as their name in Australia. And they changed it for, like, a couple months. And all of Australia was like, no, nor, 
Absolutely yeah. not. That'd Get be, back to Hungry Jacks. That'd be like if they changed all the Carl's Jr. locations Hardee's. to Hardee's. I'd be like, what the? Get the fuck out of here. Or no, Rally's to Checkers. Carl's. Yeah. <laughs> or Kroger to, to uh, or, yeah, uh, Ralph's. Ralph's to Kroger. Yeah, fuck that. It's Ralph's. Yeah. It's Ralph's. It's Ralph's. <laughs> um, actually, yes. this is a Ralph's. We'd get very upset. Uh, astonishing footage shows medics pulling 1.2 meter snake from inside female patient. It's quite Paltrow. <laughs> wow, the snake smells delicious. And, and so, it, look, I, there's not a lot of information about this. This happened in like Dagestan. A bunch of scientists were consulted about this, and they're like, "There's no fucking way that's a snake. It's probably a uh, it's some a sort of a tapeworm." But they're like, also like, "If it's a tapeworm, it's the biggest tapeworm we've ever fucking seen." It's, Guys, it's still gigantic. a record. <laughs> it's still yeah. a record. Yeah, it's it, this is, it's horrifying. Mm. It's, it's like something you'd see in an alien movie. So that footage is astonishing. It is astonishing. It's <laughs> not a snake. It's even worse. It's yeah. a parasite, and it might be inside you right now, just living, growing, living. Can you beat the record? And final headline: New Mutants movie spells comics co-creator's name wrong. Great, just uh, they only had what five years to get it right. I I just love how much this movie fucking sucks in every possible way. Yeah, and this is just like the 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 final nail in the coffin. Just like the guy who literally created the New Mutants gets to see the movie. He's like, Jesus, I signed the rights over for this so long no, ago. No, it's spelled B-I-N-L-A-D-E-N. <laughs> that man's name, Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ralph Bin Laden. No, it was like, it's like McCloud and they spelled it MacCloud. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, just, it's like, oh yeah, of course. It's like, not only does this movie just fucking suck and takes my source material and just shits all over it and, uh, yeah. In addition to that, they didn't even spell my name right, which is probably a blessing in disguise because yeah. now I have my plaus- name's not on it. I have plausible deniability when people yeah. try to ask me if I'm responsible for this crap. Well, good news for him. Mm-hmm. There you go. Anyways, uh, it sucks in this room. It's very hot. It's it was awful. 108 degrees out today. Uh, we yeah. had the 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 AC unit, the small window unit, running since what 9 a.m. Yeah, it was, it was on for like a. Good straight eight hours. It gave us like maybe five minutes of coolness before the before the heat really set in. So you have you're like two inches down on a ring of sweat on the neck right there. I'm sure like under my nipples yeah. is probably pretty. Yeah. Oh look. yeah. There you go. My titties are sweating. Cool. Well. Yeah. Anyways, uh, we'll see you soon for uh, an episode whenever it cools down. I guess. Uh, in the meantime, cool. watch our other episodes over here and uh, get out of the heat. I guess. Yeah. Big Bye. heat.